You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. That's right, Patreon Joes. It's Will. It's Ryan. We're minus Jake tonight, unfortunately, but Will, that's not going to stop us from giving our hot, bold, spicy takes of 2021. Yeah, and it's the the Fantasy Joes. This is the normal podcast, Ryan. This isn't for the the paid community, but you guys did miss out by not listening to our Patreon stuff because I saved some really great nuggets for that. Despite my uh, life updates and lots of swearing and but for personality and emphasis on everything. Emphasis. This is, uh, yes. Yeah, emphasis. So I am ready for, I, I, this is the time of the year where we put our flag in the ground. And honestly, I made as many hot bold spice takes as I could because like, you know, if you make a hundred hot bold spicy takes and you hit on two of them, nobody cares about the other 98. And I've narrowed it down to just a few. Uh, also, Paul Greenwood, my little brother, has a hot bold spicy take for this year on which we have a bet on that I will I will mention. I definitely gotta mention that. I, I can't I can't wait to wait to hear it. I, I we'll call it, it we'll call uh, little, we'll call it little little bro takes. So he also gets a, a little bit, he gets a little things here or there. I will say one thing. We did a fancy draft on Sunday uh, live and in person with a live auctioneer, and he ate the ghost pepper wings, Ryan. And no way. Really? Yeah. I've never seen somebody suffer so much for no reason. <laughs> it was, it was, I was, it was hard for me to draft during it because I was giggling so much during the whole time. Uh, oh, man, Paul that's... does love really spicy food, but his body potentially does not. Oh my God. I mean, was he able to, he, but he made it through the, it's impressive. He could order those and actually make it through this auction. Yeah, he did drive Travis Etienne, which is pouring out. <laughs> he's fine. Oh. He's fine. He's fine. He, he's stacked. He's stacked enough running backs. He's fine. But, uh, you know, just like it's still pouring out for Etienne. This is the saddest day. The Liz Frank injury, I think is more worrisome for the future than what I initially anticipated. The track record for that in running backs, even in wide receivers, is not is not all that great. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried about it and bummed. So I, I took him in. I, I got him in some dynasty leagues and uh, Scott Fishbowl and IDP guys invitational. So I, I mean, not that that it ruins those teams necessarily, but it, you know that, that hurts. Will it, it definitely hurts? Um, it just hurts because I wanted to see Etienne's electricity in the NFL. That was the biggest thing. I, we are going to miss out on some great big plays by a great player because of the injury. And so as a fan of just watching the game, we, it, it just, it sends things a little bit, you know? So looking at the bright side of, of that injury and the, the comparing that to the trade of Sonny Michelle to the Rams, um, what, what made you more excited? I mean, not, not that anyone was excited for Etienne to go down, but, but some James Robinson owners were, and, and people that liked him last year, like we were fans of James Robinson. I mean, who wasn't, who didn't love that year? you know, um, undrafted Illinois state product producing and then it felt like he did. So it's an exciting story and hopefully he can, you know, even put up, <laughs> you know, 65% of those numbers. I think we'd be happy, but um, so it's, I know for you, it's probably Cindy Michelle because y- you are the ultimate Cindy Michelle truther. Yep. And we'll be forever. Uh, the, I remember last year we talked about this after week two, I had an offer that was uh, James Robinson plus I think Gronkowski for his own or for uh, Naheem Hines. And I was like, no, oh, I kind of yeah, want some sugar on top. And that was the biggest mistake of my life. 
Oh, that that it happens though. But we were excited about Heinz um, that that game. That, that's that's a good. That's I'm glad I think, you brought that up. Well, it's a good reminder because this happens not every year, but almost every year where there's this huge week when performance and we just get excited about guys. Sammy Watkins pretty much does it every single year. <laughs> um, GFS week one, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Lock him in your lineups. But it happens, right? We get we we just overreact. I'm sure we'll do an overreaction show after week one this year, but. Yeah, it 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 happens. Um, but it, so, but you're definitely more excited about sending Michelle. We kind of talked a bit, a little bit about this in the Patreon. Oh no, show. no, no, no! Oh, for for redraft this year, I'm way more excited about James Robinson than Sony Michelle at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't mean like which like player are you more excited about in terms of who's going to finish higher, but like when you heard the news, which kind of made you I don't know, more more giddy. Um, mm. So Sony Michelle for sure because he's a baller and he's going to absolutely excel in that Rams offense. He's built for that offense. He's not as big as Todd Gurley, but he is Todd Gurley light, and I'll take that all day. Where, where do you think he finishes if you had a, like a PPR league, if you had to project? Just just a guess. Wait, are we going into our takes already? Oh, you have a take? You have a Sonny Michelle take? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I, let, let's save it. No, we're, yeah, but we, let's, yes, let's jump into the, the hot bowl spicy takes. I'm so sorry. All right, right. Um, I'll, I'll jump right into it. Uh, right now, Sony Michelle finishes as a top 15 running back in full PPR. Current, <sighs> and I gave my little fun fact on the Patreon show about uh, how this is possible and why they traded for Sony Michelle. And there is more, more data in there, yeah. but you'll have to go listen to that. Gotta subscribe patreon.com slash yeah. shows. And this is so. my best job of holding off but not just like barfing that out right away because I get so excited. Because <laughs> let's go, Sony Michelle. Their, so, their offense for the running back is very simple. It's not a difficult offense to understand for a running back to do. And so Michelle is Michelle is built for this. Daryl Henderson has already been banged up in preseason, and I think that he's going to get a, a good chance week one, and it could be over at that point in time because Again, I still truly believe, and we've seen this. We've seen this in the playoffs with the Patriots, that Sony Michelle is a good running back. Sony Michelle was a big part of the Patriots beat, like winning their Super Bowl against the Rams. He was almost the like one of the bigger parts of that game. He is a really good running back. It just hasn't translated to fantasy points, and now is the year where it's going to happen. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, it would be a fun story. I, I hope you're right. I don't know that Sony Michelle is the same running back. Um, so – I need to assess this uh, heat level for those of you that have ever listened to our hot bold spicy takes episode. First of all, shame on you. And it's kind of unbelievable. And we, and we do this during the season. Typically we'll give hot bold spicy <laughs> takes of the week, but for our yearly predictions, and by the way, we're not going to recap last year because we didn't, we didn't do so well. Um, but hot bold spicy takes for 2021. We've got five levels. There's banana pepper. Then there's jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper. So, Will, for this one, yeah, let's see. Top, I, I don't know. I don't think it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think it's actually too hot of a take. I think it's only hot. But, um, you know, it, 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 we already know that Henderson, assuming he is running back one, is a little bit brittle. And Michelle could step into a situation, and just based on the situation alone, I think that Rams offense is going to be pretty incredible. I think it's amazing. It's going to be amazing when Matt okay. Stafford's going to be Right, right. So, where, do you, where do you think Sony Michelle finishes? Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe between 35 and 40. So I, I'm putting him 20 spots plus above that. So that makes this way hotter than what you're trying to talk down and be mean about it. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, what would what, you give this take, Will, if you were assigning it to Heat Oh, Carolina Reaper. Really? 
But no, that's not it's it's not that crazy. Like Carolina Reaper is if you said um oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um he's never done Matt, this. Matt, he's coming Matt, to a new offense. Matt Breida is a top fifteen running back in PPR. That would be Carolina Reaper. That's like All right, fine, but, fine, 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 fine. That's totally fair. Ghost Pepper. No, I'll, I I think I'm being generous, but I'll, I guess I'll give you Abanero, um, which I think is generous, honestly. I mean, that it's a great, you, it's very means, hot. It's a great that take. That means you're drafting Sony Michelle in the fifth round of redrafts. If this the, is a mid tier hot take, this is a mid tier is good. That's Habanero. It's, it's a good. That is mid take. It's like that's right in the middle. It's like a, it's, it's very saying. solid. If it's mid tier. Yeah. Okay. This is how we're gonna do this don't, year. I don't worry. It. Don't worry. You've got some real hot takes on here you're gonna you're gonna get some carolina reapers <laughs> don't stress don't stress my friend i and my my first couple are kind of kind of tame i think actually and we've got some of jake's too so don't don't worry listeners we, we, we'll we'll share those here in a second but my first one and i think i don't think this is very hot uh, but i just wanted to put it in here just to kind of as an appetizer aj dylan low end running back one and half point ppr leagues and i, I, I don't think it matters that um Aaron Jones is there. I, I think AJ Dillon is going to have this year um, kind of like, why did I forget his name? Ligert Blunt had for the New England Patriots. I, I just think that he is going to score a ton of touchdowns. He's going to get going carries. I think the Green Bay offense will be good. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be quite efficient in the air again and throw quite as many touchdowns in the red zone I th- or the green zone. I think a lot of them are going to go to AJ Dillon. So I see AJ Dillon being a very valuable fantasy asset. Um, this is probably pretty spicy to predict him as a low end run, running back one. <laughs> but, but I do think actual advice to our listeners, if you can get him in your redraft leagues that are coming up, man, grab him. Cause you can get him late. I just think, well, in, in theory, if, if Aaron Jones goes down, he has league winning upside. I think even with Aaron Jones there, I think he's going to be productive, a flex player. So I, I love. Yeah, he's, he's gone for like eight to ten dollars in two hundred dollar budget auction drafts that I've been in, and like it's just kind of where at that point I, I have spent that money elsewhere, you know. So Ryan, the fact that Sony Michelle almost finishes an RB one in PPR, you give Habanero, and then AJ Dillon, who is the back running back, not changing teams, uh, finishes the low end uh, RB one. I'll just go banana pepper. You're, you're going to be a banana pepper for that? Low end no, money back one? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think this is ghost pepper for sure. I don't want to go Carolina Reaper because I don't think it's that high. No, I don't think it's that high. I, variance. But I, I would have been happy with that. It's a really I spicy would... take. I don't, I don't understand why, why we're against like spicy takes and why you specifically are against spicy takes. Oh, jeez. No, okay, you know what? I'll I'll give you ghost pepper for your Michelle take because I no no because no, 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 I locked in it's already locked in you you gave me you gave me I, I thought this was maybe having no, right right so. this isn't a uh, negotiation it just is <laughs> you just need to be better <laughs> all right all right fine 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 all right let's go to Jake's we got a couple from Jake um, I think Jake has said this maybe on the Patreon show but th- this is for everyone on the big show here Jake uh, says and Will thanks for putting this in the show notes that this rookie class rookie QB class will be the best QB class of all time. Um, he pointed out some other classes, 2004 class with big Ben, Eli rivers, and, uh, and then some other previous classes. I think the, the class with, um, was 83 with Marino. Yeah, it was like John Elway and Dan Marino. I think. Yeah. Tony Eason was in that class. Not quite as good, but there were some other good quarterbacks. I can't literally no one players. cares about that anymore for fantasy. So 
<laughs> and when he went back to that in the Vox, Voxer message, I'm like, Jake, you're overthinking it. Just go yeah. back to here. And and honestly, for fantasy points, like Eli Rivers and Big Ben, like, yeah, not that excited. Right. But so he says with, with uh, Trevor Lawrence in here already, love the other four prospects. It's all value all day. Kellen Mond is sneaky as well. So I, I don't know how Jake wants to quantify this, but basically I think what he's saying is after this year, we're going to know that this is the best quarterback class of all time. Cause he's basically saying these guys are all going to hit, I think. Right. I mean, that's what I gathered from it. Or at least um, if three of the five hit, it could still make it one of the best quarterback classes it, of all time. No, no doubt about that. And no doubt about that. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's easy for us to say that now, but, but, I mean, I, I see why Jake made this take, Will, because it's hard not to be excited about this class. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence has been excited about it for a long time. We, we've seen glimpses in the preseason already of, of what Lance and Fields could potentially do um, from a fantasy point of view. And, you know, uh, then, you know, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones will look good. So, you know, I mean, there you go. So what do we give this? I don't know how spicy this is. I mean, I think it's pretty spicy when you're calling out a class as the best QB class of all time. Oh, it's but... Carolina Reaper. Yeah. Best think, you think it's Carolina? time? And yeah. he mentions one of the previouses. Uh, pre- pre- previouses. That's a word for sure. Uh, yeah. You, you, right. If you want to go ghost pepper, but these are, this is a big, bold spice take. This is a five out of five take. And that's kind of how I judge yeah. these things. Yeah, you, you know, you're. I guess you're kind of right because you're. We're not only saying that because well, let's think about it. Like odds are, not all these guys are going to hit. You know, it, it, it doesn't happen. You know, we look back at rookie quarterback classes. You know, like uh, think back at that class. Remember, like Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Um, you know, those guys. We we were Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen. And, and, and listen, the, well, Josh Allen is is great. Mark Jackson was in that class, right? So that's a that's good, okay. A pretty, that's a pretty damn good class. Pretty good damn class. Well, so you're going to be better right. than that class, number one. But but the point being is some of those guys did not hit. You know, obviously Josh Rosen has not hit. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, is, I guess it could happen, but it's pretty questionable at this point. So so there are some other good quarterback classes, and you're right. You're saying all time. That's that's hard. So no, I, th- I think uh, I think uh, Carolina Reaper is – it's probably fair for both of us. The thing so. is, like, uh, I have a fantasy want for, for Jake to be wrong about this because Jake is such a big youth chaser, and this will prove him right all day, every day. <laughs> and yeah. I, But I also hope he's right. I, I want success for everybody. You know, like, I don't want to ever wish against a fantasy football player. Like, I want to always be in – I'll have my opinion about what I think – how they, I think they're going to perform. Yeah. But if, I, if it's a poor opinion, I always want them to outperform that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Like, like, and, and I don't, I used to care. Like I used to only kind of cheer for the rookies I had on my team, you know, that I had like some, you know, some something invested in, but, but now like Zach Wilson, I, I don't, I don't have him on any teams. I, I don't, not one team, not even on a, uh, you know, best ball team, but, but I want him to be successful. I don't want him to fail. I think that'd be a great story. You know, I also think all these guys succeeding changes the fantasy landscape for the future, which makes yeah. our, hobby so much more fun yeah for sure okay well what's your next uh next take all right i'm gonna flip down well i'm just gonna go to this one i kind of said it in our wide receiver rankings went went, like before uh i terry mclaurin finishes the ppr wide receiver one overall has 14 plus touchdowns in 1400 plus yards 
Nice. Wow. That's that's a lot. So not only are you calling out the PPR wide receiver one, you're also calling out the statistics. I guess he'd have to have those statistics though. In yeah, those are kind of like those kind of just like, hey, look at these. You know, I, I think that's Carolina Reaper um, per, pretty easily. Uh, um, and not because he's not talented, he can't do it, but it, it's more about his competition than him. I mean, I think he's a super talented wide receiver. So I think what makes this Carolina Reaper is that um, number one, there's so many other incredible wide receivers he's going to be competing against that, that are in better situations. And, and that ties into number two. I, I don't know if I trust, uh, you know, Fitz Magic for a full season to elevate someone as the overall wide receiver one um although he's 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 definitely got some guys you know relatively close in the past i know so um this is a nice take i, I like it and um it's one of those that that even it's a it's perfect well because i'm giving it carolina reaper so that makes it really hot bold and spicy but i i can kind of i can kind of believe in it and get behind it too you know it's just not it's, it's not this like out of the blue uh like my potential sony michelle take <laughs> that i feel like the Michelle take is more ridiculous than this one, in my opinion. But uh, Terry McLaurin has all the skill set and all the knowledge. And I love when Jake talked about last week just how intelligent he is and what he wants to do and how he can read defenses. And I love every part about him. And then he has a YOLO quarterback, you know? And he fits – his athletic profile fits everything that a YOLO quarterback wants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I have been trying to – because I don't have a lot of Terry McLaurin in Dynasty. Uh, but in redraft, I'm trying to get as much as possible because this is where these, like, these takes come from, where I am trying to gain value in redraft leagues. And I think Terry McLaurin is going too cheap for what he is, like his upside is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I, think, you're, I think you're right. I think he's a great um guy to take because because in redraft where, where is he going i mean he's is he going at like he's going like er, like what 12 13 14 wide receiver something like that it's not like super early i, I feel like with the, the upside you get with him for where you get him in a reject is it's totally worth the pick yeah yeah and i don't i only have auction values to go off of and sometimes they're very skewed yeah for that's my good. redraft leagues yeah um that's good. i, we, I we paid can, What's funny is I paid slightly more for McLaurin than I did AJ Brown in that standard wow. league. Yeah. But it was only because money was off the table. And I was like, well, at this point in time, I'm getting McLaurin and then I'm going to have uh, Damian Harris as my flex play. Yeah. It, 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 that's, that's a weird thing about auctions too. It happens sometimes, you know, if it, depending on the timing, like who has money left and what, and what who's left in a certain position. And sometimes guys go really cheap and sometimes guys, you know, if it's the last you know, elite tight end or something left and every, everyone's got money still that, you know, those guys can get. Yeah. That, so that far, so far the best value I've seen in any auction league through two drafts is Zeke. Yeah. So what, what is it? What's the cheapest you've seen Zeke like for $200 go for 47, 47. He should go mid fifties easily. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good value. I don't know if it's ridiculously good, but no, it's but value. I'm saying like uh mid, mid fifties compared to the, like, uh, Antonio Gibson went for like 55. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah other yeah. players. I, mean, I what, what I want to say with that is when you're in your auction drafts, know that when Zeke's like there, you should bid on him because the other running backs are going to go for more later on in the draft. That's my experience yeah. with it so far. Yeah. And you'll have this yeah. podcast by the time it comes out. So like, yeah, no, I think that's, that, that's a, that's a good call. And, and Zeke is one of those guys that, you know, for whatever reason, I think people have their doubts and yeah, I think, I think y- you can, you can have your doubts about him, but you know, I mean, Oh, if you watch hard knocks, those Zeke and Dak's relationship, they best buds. 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, I've I've only watched. Have you watched that? I've I've watched the first episode. I watched the first episode because yeah. I was I was listening to Pat McAfee. This the second episode wasn't wasn't good at all, and the first episode was yeah. just okay. Yeah, just okay. Like compared to the previous years, I'm just not. I just don't find it as as good. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know why. I, I feel like they focused way too much on Dak on that first episode, um, and I because I kind of like those like stories about the guys that are like fighting to make the team, and I don't know. I, I'm just more into that that part of it, but. I mean, I love seeing the superstar stuff too, but I, I want, I want some variety in the on the show. But okay. I do say, uh, was it Michael Parsons for them? Yeah, Is that correct. I love that kid. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, what yeah. He's saying like, "Hey, coach, just get in my groove. Could go for one more." Yeah, he's gonna be, preseason. He uh, could, he could be, he could be really, really, really fun. Um, yeah, really fun. I player. just love his attitude and his like. Yeah, his whole nature and everything about him seems awesome. So that's why those shows are so great because we, you know, we really don't know these players that well, right? But that that's one of the beauties of of Hard Knocks uh, is that you, you know, get get a little insight into the personalities of these guys, and that's so much fun. Um, Okay, Uh, my next hot bolt spicy take. Um, This is I'm not naming them, but and I, I think I had a similar take to this last year, which was just way off, but. I'm saying three, um, uh, the three rookies will break into the top 24 wide receiver um, ranks by the end of the year in PPR leagues. And the reason I wanted to throw this out here, Will, is because I feel like much like Jake thinks, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the best wide receiver class of all time, but much like Jake thinks this is a great quarterback class, I, I think this wide receiver class is is sneaky good because at first when I looked at this when we were looking at rookie drafts like i you know we talked about how there weren't a lot of big alphas in this in this uh class these all these are small this is don smith elijah moore is small but uh rondell moore but i'm i'm kind of excited yeah, about these model. smaller wide receivers i think the league is changing i don't think it matters as much so i i think we might see three of these guys um and maybe this isn't this probably isn't that hot but i just wanted to talk about the rookie wide receivers so i threw it out there so three uh three rookie wide receivers will break into the top 24 and maybe if we look in the back in the past it's not hot at all i didn't even do that but well so 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 ryan a little bit looking at this it's without naming names uh i feel like it has to be middle of the road in my opinion yeah uh, that's fair i would agree with that that like habanero is what i feel like i saw this and i felt the level of this uh, because Amir, Amir Smith Barset is going to be one of those guys. And then you just <laughs> name, name, name the no, next two. No, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, but I think, like, I do think that uh, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, uh, Jamar Chase have easily top 24 upside. And in fact, if you're betting, you would bet for that versus against that if you had to put cash on each guy, you know? And so that that's a. Uh, and one of those or two of those won't won't do that. But then you come in and you have Rondell Moore, who it's less than preseason, but again, like preseason, we can't, we don't want to overvalue that. Uh, same with Terrace Marshall, flash preseason. He has kind of that alpha body type. I, re- I really like him, but that that is going to be a tough uh, team to be on to be a top twenty-four wide receiver. But I think in general, saying that three top like there's three rookies that'll be top twenty-four. I don't know, Ryan. I'll, I'll change it. I'll go. I'll go Ghost Pepper. I think. I think it's more more risky than what we're thinking. Yeah, and I. I think you then know where this might get. Gotta talk myself into that. I think where you might get there's, a little. There's heat. so many good wide receivers that, in the that's, NFL right that's now. That's exactly it. That, that's where this is going to be tough. I think because even if 
you know, several of these guys are really good. It, there are like guys that are better. Yeah, like set Tyler Boyd at the line. You know, say how many of these guys can be better than Tyler Boyd? Do I think three rookies are going to be better than Tyler Boyd? No. So that's kind of like the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and the, there are definitely doubts about as as we you know a lot of the situations that these guys are in is is you know we could we could talk about. But as you, as you mentioned, some of them. Okay. Anyway, let's. Um, I mean, we're going to be to... wrong about this anyway. So like, yeah, whatever we need to. <laughs> so Jake, his next one. Um, I think I think this is the only other one we have from Jake. Antonio Gibson, running back one overall. Is that what he meant by running back one? Uh, I think that's what I got from his Vox, and we're just going to plug it in here. Is that's what it is, okay. and that's Carolina Reaper take. Mm-hmm. He's beating yeah. me. Yeah, and and, and, I feel like a lot of times when you say it's the number one overall, it's the Carolina Reaper take because the amount of variance in the NFL is just nuts. Yeah. And, and I, I think the other thing too, that we've, and I know it's preseason and we really don't know. I, I think I'm confident. Will that Gibson is going to get, um, you know, more, more targets in the passing game than he did last year for sure. But I, I don't think that JD McKissick is going away. I don't, I don't think JD McKissick is going to have the same numbers he had last year or anything like that, but he's, he's gonna, he's gonna limit the upside and you know, the, this, this offense, I don't know. It could be a good offense, but I, I don't know. Once again, he's, I, I, we're really high on Antonio Gibson and his dynasty value. I think he's going to have a great year, but overall number one, there's, you know, it's going to be hard to top, you know, Christian McCaffrey or Derek Henry or uh, even guys that are getting, you know, drafted a little later, like the Aaron Joneses of the world, man. I just, I don't know. It's, it's uh, that top end of running back. The running back position is really intriguing. It's yeah, you're right. Tough to get overall. So, yeah. I can totally see Antonio Gibson doing it. He has the size, the athleticism yeah, and the catching, sure. the pass catching prowess to do this. He could be a thousand thousand person easily, but I say easily isn't very very difficultly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that is his upside. But to call that is a it's Carolina Reaper. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your next one? Uh, so next up for me, I oh, I wrote a lot. I wrote a few more of these, Ryan. Yeah, we said we were going to do three each, and we'll put 20 in the show sheet. So. Well, I added an extra after Jake. <laughs> Jake couldn't make it tonight. So. No, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. You're welcome for that. Uh, this is my third one, is three of the top four tight ends this season in scoring. Uh, let's just, I mean, go half PPR, PPR, not PPR. I don't think it really matters for tight ends overall. Uh, three of the top four will be Hawkeyes. So All right. George Kittle. TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fan will finish out the top four uh, either in the mix with with uh, Kelsey or one of them will beat him. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's Carolina Reaper. Well, I, I do because I, I mean, it, it, once again, this is kind of a, a, a perfect one because uh, could I see it happening? Absolutely, I could see it happening. Is, well, God bless the Hawks. Let's go because two of those guys are. I don't want to say a lot to do it, but assuming health, I mean, I, I think the, the Vegas would be pretty good odds on Kittle and Hawk finishing as two of the top four. Wider, or I, I still think, I think fans being discounted because he's gotten a little bit banged up yeah. and yeah. that Hawk rose above him, even though he was an older kid in college. Yeah. And I think now we're getting discount fans and I love discount fan. <laughs> discount fan. No, and, and you're, he's only talented enough, right? But but once again, it's just um, 
does it all come together for him? You know, does um, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think, you know, Teddy Bridgewater probably is more likely to, you know, you know, obviously it's Jerry Judy's going to get a lot of play in that offense, but you know, do you think Fant is the second target in that offense? Uh, we'll see how it all kind of all shakes out, but I think one Bridgewater should wear number 12. So he is not another TB 12. And, uh, yeah, I think he'd be sure TB12, assuming that he's number 12. Uh, I, I think that he will have the second most targets out of that bunch just because uh, Teddy Two Gloves is a, is a check on Charlie. Yeah. Like, I think that fan is going to be running those routes. And then he'll sneak out, and he is like he's faster than any linebacker out there on his routes. Yeah. Uh, it, he, you know, you do have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are both extremely talented. So I do think there's a great opportunity for him and the title landscape sucks. So, yeah, I, I think the other thing that makes this Carolina Reaper though, obviously those three Hawkeyes tight ends could are talented enough, but just that position with the injuries, you know, it's likely yeah. unfortunately that one of those guys gets yeah. hurt because we see this all the time. So in, in an injury plays so much into where some of these guys finish at the tight end position. Well, yeah. and I think, I think Mark Andrews has a really good opportunity to be maybe the top tight end overall this season. Good uh, you know, with the way that that passing core is shaken out, even with the additions to the team and the, his like yearly progression as a tight end. So yeah, but I want the, I want the hot guys. So let's go. All right. Nice. All right. Um, let's see. I, I've basically got one more. I could probably come up with another one, but um, so this is my last one, unless I come up with another one. Um I think this is pretty hot. And I, and once again, something I just want to get on the record, Gerald Everett. I, I think people forget about um, how athletic and talented Joe, Gerald Everett is. Um, you know, you saw flashes of that when he was with the Rams. So now he's in Seattle and I think that the Seahawks offense, you know, they, they need Russell Wilson needs someone to throw the ball to beyond DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And Gerald Everett knows that scheme. Um, remember the the new offensive coordinator there in Seattle, um, you know, Coach Gerald Everett, he was with the Rams. And I think that Gerald Everett is going to have a top six tight end finish in half-point PPR league. So he'll sneak up there with your three tight ends, Will, um, from uh, Iowa Hawkeye tight ends. Um, he, I think he went to, like, South Alabama, didn't he? So, um, but, uh, so I, I think he'll finish in the top six. Because I, I think – that Seattle offense is is going to let Russ cook this year. And I think we're going to see a huge year from Russell Wilson. I almost said like, you know, Russell Wilson finishes is, you know, like the QB one or top three QB, but that's not really that hot. I don't think as a take, I mean, because we've seen him do it before. He's, he's good. It wouldn't be a shock. So I'll go with Gerald Everett top six, tight and finish. Yeah. So uh, Ryan, I, I struggle with how, how to, Valius on the heat scale because in general, I think it's Carolina Reaper because Gerald Everett's top tight end finish was 22 overall in PPR and standard. His most receiving yards of his career is 417, which happened last year. The most touchdowns he's had in a year is three. Uh, and his total touchdowns in his entire career is seven. So I, I, I think, I, I think, yeah, it's it's just Carolina. It's just Carolina Reaper. I, I shouldn't overthink it because this is not you know he's changing teams, going to a new system. I want to buy into Gerald Everett, Everett hype, but I do think that there is just 
you know, you, you have Mark Andrews, you have Kyle Pitts, who everybody's expecting him to finish much higher than Gerald Everett. So the tech that, and then, then you put in, uh, Darren, Darren Waller, which should obviously be above him. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting to this point where, which I think is what makes the Iowa tight end thing, like a super hot take. And I think that's what makes this a super hot take. But I love the take because he was like Higby was just better at him at overall being a football player versus a receiver in in the Rams offense. And I think Russell Wilson is gonna need Gerald Everett because I don't think that their third wide receiver is going to matter too much there. And I know that they took uh what's his name in the second round. But the, Dwayne Eskridge. Yeah, Eskridge. But you know, the I mean I mean Jimmy Graham put up a big season there when he was a tight end. If he can become a trustworthy asset for Russell Wilson, it's going to be a big season for him. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm hoping for Gerald Everett. I, I he's a guy I've been trying to acquire, and you know he's he's on my Scott Fishbowl roster, that type of thing. So, so I'm uh, trying to make that actionable advice. We'll see. One thing that I worry about with this take, of course, uh, number one, there, it's it's really hard to pull off. These are hot bolt spicy takes for a reason, but. I, I think we got to remember when you go for tight ends, the guys that really have the upside are the kind of like the number one targets in their offense for the most part. I mean, that's not necessarily the universal um, truth. That's one of the reasons I worry about Kittle. Uh, Will. I mean, he certainly could finish as a top four tight end. He's, he's good. You know, make plays, but I just think he has limited upside compared to those other tight ends that go like near the top, like Hawk, I feel is clearly the number one target in his offense. Uh, Waller is for sure. Kelsey, essentially is maybe you could argue it's Tyreek but you know they're one a one b um so it'll it'll be you know obviously Gerald Everett is not gonna be huh. close to the number one target in the yeah. offense but um I mean Hill and Kelsey are the best mix and match of skill set yeah yeah what a duo god that's such a fun team um so uh, we don't have any more takes from, from Jake well I'm gonna why don't you close with the with a? Why don't you do like two more, and then we'll we'll kind of get out of here. We'll okay, first and foremost, you got a couple. Asking. You got at least two more good ones. You got. Yeah, show. this one is very very important to my heart, and has to come out. Uh, my little brother Paul says that Jameis Winston will finish as a top ten quarterback. So this isn't mine, and at this point in time, I have a good bit of pot committed against this. Uh, oh. But he will finish as a top ten fantasy quarterback this season. We don't even, this is like off the heat scale. I mean, it's like beyond Carolina Reaper, right? It's like, that is like, uh, that is, that is so I don't even want to touch it. Well, I mean, I mean, do we even, listen, I, I mean, is it possible? I suppose it's, possible. I don't know. I don't think so. But man, it's real. it seems impossible, doesn't it? I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is that, the just and we talked about this a little bit before you know i think maybe on the patron show or before we started recording this one there's just so many good quarterbacks that he'd have to leap you know and and you know the list is too long it's just too long and even if he throws however many touchdowns you want to give him he's gonna have so many interceptions too if if his career is any indication so that'll kind of offset some of the upside that he would have to even reach those heights and the situation in new orleans is just i don't know that's that's bold that is bold. <laughs> well, he du- he doubled down on it before this podcast. So wow. I told him I would give him a shout out on the podcast. And he was ready for this. If he's listening to this point, Paul, I'm sorry that Ryan also hates this, your take. Sorry, Paul. Uh, 
But and love you, but but yeah. Yeah, we will take all the money we bet on this, and we'll just go out and have a good time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I think my most fun one uh, that I have. Well, Ryan, can I, just, I want to do two quick ones. And I'll leave. Yeah, but yeah. Do, do, I, so, wait, Jonathan yeah, Taylor. More, just, off the t- oh, we can run through them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb finishes a top 24 wide receiver in PPR. Recently. Just listen to Aaron Rodgers talk about Randall Cobb on the Pat McAfee podcast. Dude loves Randall Cobb and he talks about how crisp and how clean he is at all points in time. Top 24, I feel like he's very bold and spicy, but this is where yeah. that comes from. Uh, I'm, I'm not, so, yeah, and I'm not going to overthink it. Like at first, I'm like, well, that's not totally too fine. bold, is it? But no, that's that's Carolina Reaper. That's that's <laughs> he hasn't been relevant in years. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. uh, the next one, uh, Trey Sermon assumes the lead role at the latest. Halfway through the season uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, obviously. Uh, and he is a top 10 running back in ADP in Dynasty next year in July. Yeah, that, the the first part of that is easy to believe. But the second part of that, I think, yeah, he, I mean, he'd have to have like some kind of just ridiculous year so, to be top 10. So, ADP. Ryan, the thing is, though, is like, I think if he assumes that role, like, think about how Cam Akers' ascension went uh, and the way that he rolled up to the top and was a top 10 running back in dynasty ADP. I think Trey Sermon's rise to the top is very, could be very, very similar. Uh, well, I think, uh, well, I, I think, I think he could certainly rise. Uh, um, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I think the big difference is the, the Trey Lance factor. Cause it's going to be, well, Trey Lance is going to vulture touchdowns from him. So his upside's limited. So that will keep him from climbing too high. And I don't yeah. know how many balls he's going to catch. The, so. the, the, what was discussed is the Alfred Morris corollary before that, that that's out the window. It doesn't matter anymore. It's all about pass catching. We haven't had another Alfred Morris with a rushing quarterback since Alfred Morris in our, our <laughs> so, you know, that's what I mean. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get that. I get that. And I, I get how that could take it down. But I think that like the amount of love and the fantasy love for the San Francisco offense, when you look at Brandon, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, yeah, uh, even Trey Lance coming into that, uh, this is more of a. Uh, I just think Trey Sermon is talented enough to do this, and it's a it's a big stretch. This is why it's a hot take is to put it into there. Yeah, uh, but I think like yeah. if you, if I was gonna say like top twenty four running back, it'd be banana pepper versus top 10 because the running back landscape has gotten a lot better. Right. Right. But I, I think it's also a good actionable advice that trace sermon, you know, it can, can be had not, maybe not dirt cheap right now, I think but he might be the cheapest he'll ever be right now. Yeah, exactly. He might also be I mean, the most expensive he is ever right now. It's, yeah. It's so I, think it's, I think it's worth gambling in some leagues. You want, you want to have, you want to have some, some trace sermon in some of your leagues, you know, he's, so. he's a roll of dice. When you when you want to take that like extra roll of the dice to try to get that short straight in the opposite or something, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you may we may look back at the rookie drafts and and people that took Trey Sermon over like you know Rondell Moore or something could be like, oh, that was so silly, or it may look brilliant because because he could really, you know, we, we know those running backs are gold that are you know pr- produce. Yeah. There's so many wide receivers. Um, anyway, all right. Well, what's so you you, you saved the best for last, right? Well, it's just the last one I plugged in uh, because I think that there is one running back that's being significantly disrespected in redraft rankings because of the foot injury to a guard on his team that is one of the, like, maybe the best guard in the NFL, and it might not be close. But anyway, uh, Jonathan Taylor finishes the running back one overall with 1,600 rushing yards and 600 yards receiving. Uh, I think he's going to be an every, every down back for that team. 
let's say Carson Wentz does not still start the season and he's still recovering, even if he, he is, he's not going to be as mobile. And I think that Jonathan, the, Jonathan Taylor's talent is so much above what we are giving him respect for in redraft leagues. And so I think if, for him to finish his running back one overall, he's going to add those stats anyway. So I don't, th- those are kind of irrelevant to me. But uh, not irrelevant, but I guess like it puts like a little extra like push to be the Carolina Reaper take. But yeah. uh, I, I do think that Jonathan Taylor has one of the best opportunities. If, like he is in a prime position because Naheem Hines is fine. But if Jonathan Taylor is the best offensive option and this team is going for a Super Bowl run, they are going to put him in the most pressure situations and he's going to have a great year. Yeah. I think what makes this Carolina Reaper in particular, I, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's hot. I mean, the, the 600 yards rushing, that's real hard to do. Basically there's only one guy that did it last year. And that was Derek Henry who did it, you know, pretty well. Um, but, but it's the receiving, I, I mean, he'll get some work in the receiving game, but you know, really to, to climb, you know, this list to be the, the, you know, top dog. And um, you said PPR league, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I said, over, I mean, oh, overall, I don't think it will really matter with those stats. Yeah. Well, we, we can just go half point PPR. Um, I, I think that's, I think it's going to be hard to get to that 600 yards. I, I just don't think he's going to get the volume in the passing game. And I think the guy that ends up the number one running back is, is going to get, you know, just, just a ton of targets. And I think there are just a handful of guys that could get like monster targets, you know, like, uh, Alvin Kamara, CMC, you know, the, um, I think Zeke will get more targets and he could potentially be number one. So it's just Aaron Jones gets a lot of targets. So it it's, I, li- I like it. I mean, it, it's certainly possible, but I, but I'm just for the receiving. I will, this won't disappoint you. I'll give it a Carolina Reaper. Not because he got to get the stats and he's got to be number one over those other guys. Cause he could hit this and still um, CMC has a monster year and he's not running back one overall, but I, I like you brought this up though, Will, because yeah, Jonathan Taylor, we've started uh, really kind of, slide on him and i think that jonathan taylor and saquon and redraft leagues for example it seems like those guys are going a lot later than i think they should i mean i i think saquon's probably a little riskier than than taylor but you're right i mean I did, I, yeah, let's I change pay, for taylor I, I, too much i just yeah i, I did pay more great. for taylor than i did for saquon in an auction draft yeah i mean I, I but i think both of them i think are are good you know can be you know, good values. I mean, can slip a little bit further than maybe they would have before. So that could be changing, but I, 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 I'm glad you brought him up. Um, Cause it does seem people are kind of not sleeping on him, but they're just kind of like, Oh, he's, he's, like lost, he's lost in the shuffle. Yeah. He's lost in the shuffle, which is ridiculous. Cause he's so damn good. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how the, the Colts offense does, but we should probably wrap it up. Well, um, let's move on to the two minute warning. So, our listeners are not going to hear you for a couple of weeks because you're going to be off on vacation. So what do you want to share with our loyal listeners for you, uh, you <laughs> take off? Oh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to give. That's it. That's all. That's your two minute warning. Yeah, that's probably what we do. Uh, yeah. I cannot wait for the NFL season to start. When we plan this trip, I miss I totally blanked on the fact that the NFL season was starting. Uh, I blamed COVID last year for this and my poor trip planning as, but in, in general, uh, whenever my wife wants to travel, I'll go with her. So I have no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. You're going to have an awesome trip. I think, I think missing a, a weekend of football as glorious as it is week one, you'll, you'll survive and, and you won't even realize you're missing it. Oh, I'll be watching red zone on the phone. There you go. 
There you go. Well, that'll be um, what time? Have you looked at what the time difference is exactly? So like seven, like seven p.m. is like two a.m. there, I believe. Yeah, so you'll probably like be watching then the more the early games then. Yeah, because I mean, I'll only probably start watching like once we get home. So I'll, maybe I'll catch like the mid games. Yeah, yeah, that's plus have to set lineups and everything like that. Well, have, we have the international plans on our phone, and. I pay that every time just to like Jenny, I guess I got to set my lineups. She'll understand. <laughs> yeah. No, right, we'll, two, two minute warning. We're going to, we're going to miss you. Um, but we'll, we'll talk to you obviously in a couple of weeks. Um, what is my two minute warning? Just that I appreciate the, the distraction that th- this time of year provides because it's been a it's been a challenging well, let's say challenging eighteen months probably for everybody that's listening to the podcast I would think but um, you know things have been challenging for, for me in my life lately and I'm fine listeners don't worry I'm, I'm I'm totally fine but I've really appreciated the kind of escape that fantasy football has provided me lately uh, whether it's um, you know things like the you know IDP guys invitational draft I'm doing or you know, auction drafts that, you know, or, 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 or startup leagues that you and I have been involved in just, just whatever. There's been a lot of activity and I've been really appreciative of it because it's a nice, nice distraction and escape. And, and I want to, I just want to, you know, thank the face football gods for providing that because, you know, and it's fun and this is a great time of year and it gets even better when the season starts. So I'm just appreciative of that. Well, that's, that's all I want to share. I think that's a great point, Ryan, too, because it's Christopher Harris always says it, that this is a, a stupid thing. And it's a stupid thing we all love and we love to do. And we do it for the distraction. We do it for entertainment. And don't ever lose that, uh, that this is fun and it's supposed to be fun. And as soon as it stops being fun, you should quit. Right. As soon as yeah. like, any league you're in that isn't fun anymore uh, and you don't believe it'll be fun in the future, just, yeah, just be done with it. This is- yeah. Right here to be stressed out. Yeah, and and don't overthink it. Sometimes, so with, with this, so you and I are in this Empire League uh, along with, with some of our listeners, and it the the concept of Empire League, if you're not familiar with it, is if someone wins two. I think they're probably different iterations, but in ours, if someone won the championship two years in a row, the league would kind of reset. And I wasn't necessarily going to rejoin the league, but. You, you know, you did it. I wasn't and, planning on rejoining either, but then I got yeah. the itch. Yeah. And so, um, you know, not all the original people are back in it, but a lot of us are. And we did the first, what, eight rounds live and got to connect with people. We really hadn't talked to, you know, uh, you know, over Zoom ever. or whatever. Ever. In yeah. Person. And it was a blast and it was so much fun. And, and this is just, this is just such a, a, a fun, a, a fun thing and a way to connect. Obviously, you and I have built this tremendous friendship through through this hobby and through this podcast. And there's so many examples of that. Um, and even our listeners know, like, even if you don't know somebody, but maybe you've connected over a group chat or something with them, you're still in that connection with somebody. And that's, that's, that's valuable. So anyway, with that, I think, well, I think that's a good place to end. Do you want to, any, any final thoughts? Well, yeah, sure. the Halloween episodes coming back this year, Ben room, uh, Rome room, uh, maybe it's just his full name, but uh <laughs> He said his favorite episode was when we were the pirate and the bear and the dynasty dark sorcerer will be joining us for that episode. He may not be pot committed to that yet, but we're going to force him to. And the care bear will be back. That's one of my only Halloween costumes. What's funny. Well, I don't think that was even a, 
uh, like that's something we did for the league specifically a video I don't, I don't think our we put that out on the on the oh, okay but, so so that's a preview of something to, to look forward to because we will this year and it'll be fun care bear will stare <laughs> sure. all right it's getting late we gotta we gotta run but yeah um well safe travels we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks jake and i'll be next week uh we're the fancy joes you can us on twitter at ff joes um will is at fancy underscore will jake is that takes to jakes i'm at wrote a librarian sports on patreon that's patreon.com slash fancy joes on behalf of will i'm ryan we miss you jake we'll talk to you next week we are the fantasy joes the biggest mistake you guys are making in your tight end features predictions is not having sackers in the top 12. Exactly. Oh, for 2022 ADP. Yeah, yeah, good, night. Good, night. <laughs> good night. Get yourself some Zach Ertz and Quadra Ellison and Sonny Michelle. Hey, they're all over now. It just takes, just takes a hard, hard time. The worst.